It has been two years, seven months, and 18 days since I last treated a patient. I'm here today with Tanner Welsh, a physical therapist. Thank you for joining me today, Tanner. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Adam. Uh, before we get started, I want to let you know that I don't edit my podcasts. Uh, I know that's not standard in the podcasting world, but to me, real life is unedited and messy. And I think that fits with the way I feel about the subject of this podcast. So don't worry if there's unexpected noises or studying, stuttering, see, like that, stutter, studying. <laughs> I do it all the time myself. Okay, let's sure. dive in. I'd love to hear about your background um, in, in physical therapy, your education, practice evolution, things like that. I love stories, and I know that most of the people who are listening uh, do too. It's a blend of patients or potential patients and providers themselves of any kind. Um, but I know that, that my listeners want to hear your journey in the profession more than a checklist of things that you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll just start off by introducing myself. Hi, I'm Tanner Welsh. I am a physical therapist and podcaster at uh, Rehab Rebels. I, during the day, I am a home health physical therapist, and then evenings, weekends, I work on a podcast at Rehab Rebels interviewing other healthcare professionals who have transitioned into alternative career roles and really capturing their journey and stories and talking about kind of how they did that. So um, to recap, I guess how I got there is, and maybe why I got there too, was Back in 2019, July of 2019 is when I got my first PT job. And I was actually living with my parents at the time and traveling an hour one way to get to work every day. And so I was working, you know, 10, 12 hour days uh, because of drive time factored in there. And, you know, about six months later, I had just this realization, epiphany, you know, from that kind of hit me, you know, I was Sorry. spending all this time, um, you know, driving and working and, uh, you know, I had to ask myself, well, what have I been doing the past 10 or 15 years of my life? And I realized that, you know, I've been downing spoonfuls of cultural influence, chasing dreams that I thought I wanted and was encouraged to pursue only to find out that, you know, I didn't, or they weren't what I thought they were. And I had to come to the realization that, you know, over the past 10, 15 years, I was convinced I was doing, you know, what was right, making my parents proud when, you know, all I was doing was believing in what I was told by, you know, others and the culture kind of that we live in and really sharpening myself to be a tool within a capitalistic society, working for someone else and not able to escape this income exchange from my lifetime. So it was really kind of a lot of unpacking and realizations there. This was back in February of 2020. And yeah. I, from that point, I really knew that I needed, to, I needed to figure out basically how to get out of this, this role where I am exchanging my time and my, my physical presence for money because I was interested and still am and, and like the fire movement, the financial independence, retire early and creating streams of passive income and things like that. And so I'd read some books um, at the time as well, kind of about this and was like, I just need to start thinking of how to branch out and, and do that. So COVID hit a month later and I was working from five days a week 
to one day a week. And that's when it was like, okay, if there's a time that I'm going to do something, now is going to be the time. And that's when I started, you know, really investing more finances into like entrepreneurial courses and things like that. And what I chose to go down the path was online entrepreneurship, hence the podcast. And the reason why I chose that was it was an opportunity to create, you know, ideally streams of passive income and I could work from anywhere like a nomad kind of position where I didn't have to be physically present to be able to make income. And a big driver for that was I have a daughter who lives in South America and you know, how, how am I going to be able to, to work and still be able to see her? Well, this seemed to kind of like align a lot of my personal values and, and direction and what I wanted to do and accomplish all together in one. So long story short, that is, that is really the the reason why um, the Rehab Rebels has come about, and I've talked to a lot of people within the different jobs I've had as a physical therapist, and many have talked about doing something different because uh, they're just tired of being burnt out and tired of doing more work and getting paid less or or just the same, even the same amount, and not getting recognized for their work. And you, it's just like, man, what do we do? Well, that's that's where it ended, Adam. It was like we had a conversation. conversation and then we all so that's what the rebels is all about like let's try to build this community talk to people that have done it and really hey, grow Tanner. this awareness and Tanner, yeah. apologies uh about the last five to ten seconds uh my internet decided to hiccup and so i missed some of that <laughs> if you could say that again so again going back to that i don't edit like this is the fun part of it <laughs> yeah no no problem so um yeah i i was often in conversations with individuals at work that they wanted to do something different, whether it was create their own business in the health field or even not in the health field, or even branch out to doing something maybe even not even related to health. But that's, that's where it all ended. And I just felt like more needed to be done. And so, you know, that's why I created the podcast. It aligned again with some of my really personal goals and then helping out the community that I am a part of and I work in and that I'm also trying to, to branch out and create an alternative career. So, yeah, that's what we do over at Rio Rebels is introduce uh, people that have done that, that have branched out into alternative careers from being clinical, non-clinical, business owner, non-business owner. Uh, yeah. So I've, I, of people that I've talked to, um, have you noticed among uh, coworkers, colleagues, any judgment about trying to back out of the profession Ooh, good question good question yes <laughs> uh, and actually had a conversation with the gal i interviewed who trans transitioned to becoming a librarian and, and she said that exact same thing was there was this guilt uh that she felt and you know she there was some people in the profession that and maybe even i think some of her friends too that she talked about that that really you know, weren't supportive of her trying to do this. And what I've realized and told individuals that, that run into this are is, I feel it's because those people that say that are scared to do it themselves or have some internal personal things going on that, you know, for whatever reason, they're not doing it. And so they don't want you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 
and and, <laughs> I'm, and yeah i'm reminded of a of a of a joke this is not mine and i i cannot recall who said it actually i i think i can i think it was a wanda sykes routine but it, it's the same thing that comes with uh with kids everybody has kids wants you to have kids they're a lot of work but it's worth it like they're trying to suck you in into their misery <laughs> <laughs> and, and i kind of i i've you know i i did notice some of that in my own transition that it was that there's this judgment of like I can't help but think it's I want to do it and but you did it and and I don't I don't know how and I can and it makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the feeling that I got from a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, it's a per perfect analogy and I have run into that. Um yes, it's very common. And I guess what I'll have to say is you know, I think whenever people get you start this journey, they have to really start surrounding themselves with people that, you know, give them a positive energy that encourage them and don't try to pull them down or suck their energy out of them. And, and I think, you know, surrounding yourself with that supportive community is really going to help you get where you want to go. Um, you know, I, I, I think really that's that's the best answer or solution that I have for that. And and maybe some of those people are going to be loved ones, but ultimately it's your life. You know, yeah. you can't live your parents' life for your parents. You have to do what's right for you. So, yeah, um, I I want to touch a little bit more on on something that you mentioned, the, the concept of financial independence, financial freedom uh, pursuit that I have myself. I. Uh, it's it's come up a little bit in in the past in, in my podcast of I I just want to talk for a living, um, but I don't want it to be required to be a living, right? That concept of like I would I would like money to be independent of what my mission is of getting information out, teaching, educating, and things like that. Um, I'm I mean it sounds like there's probably a big motivator there of having a daughter in another country that is a driver for financial independence, but you know, what's, what brought that, that specific mission forward? Was it, I like for me, I'm, I had to run away from physical therapy period. I had to leave. I couldn't do it. I was burning. I was bad and it was ruining my family. I had to get out. And then I was later introduced to this concept. It kind of sounds like you were, you, you ended up with a mission of your own and that spawned the wanting to leave the profession. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I think it all really happened all at the same time. I can't tell you, you know, exactly. Yeah, this happened first and this happened like two weeks later or whatever. But sure. um, I, I think I just wanted what I've realized from, I don't know, the past three years, Adam, was I really value freedom. And that can be, you know, defined in many different ways. But the biggest so, one i think so really so what you're saying is that physical therapy doesn't offer any freedom at all you're not locked into this insane schedule <laughs> and insane look okay all right i got you freedom yeah go ahead right yeah and so i i think like for me like there was a couple things that come up one was i have i've found through jobs that at some point usually depending on kind of the job or the careers like i really didn't like having a boss so that was kind of the first thing. Um, and it's not like, you know, I'm not a team player and stuff, but my morals and ethics and 
kind of like ability to analyze things and make decisions and things like that, we're limited by having kind of these restricted roles and these um, careers and bosses telling you what to do. So that was kind of the big thing. And the second thing was like, I've always just really liked exploring. Like I'm kind of an explorer and adventurer. And, um, you know, I went to South America to learn Spanish and, and long story short, that's how I ended up having a, a daughter uh, with a Peruvian. So um, I think that the a role in the health professions that I would say gives the, me the most possible freedom would probably be like a travel therapist or something. But um, I, I just knew I was like, I just, I just couldn't see myself treating patients in a facility for eight hours a day and just being crammed on a schedule that's like just wearing me down to 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 no end and just being part of this cogwheel of this economic system that's basically broken and all for profit and really patients health comes second it just was silly and crazy and psychotic and so a way to get around that was how do i create this lifestyle of freedom that i want i know i value a, a lifestyle of freedom greatly even even before you know having a daughter this was something that was really important to me and so that's i think how how it all kind of started was like how do i go about venturing out and trenching through all of this to create that kind of lifestyle that i want does that answer your question yeah yeah okay um I'm hearing, I'm I'm hearing a lot of the, the the mission piece. I what I'm curious about is, do you, do you have, do you still have any passion for physical therapy, or was that something you entered in as just a this is the next thing that I do at this stage of my life and I chose this path, or is there do you do you still have passion? Did you have passion for for the profession? Yeah, another great question. Uh, and so I'm one of those people that in PT school, I was like, within the second semester, I was like, I don't know if this is right for me. Mm. And, uh, you know, right when I got out, I had a very non-traditional route. I, within three months, I had moved to another country, moved in with my in-laws to live with them and had a daughter and did not take the boards. Because at the time, my plan was to just live in South America happily ever after. Mm. And, you know, really wasn't planning on ever coming back to the States to, to be a physical therapist. And I was talking to the licensing agency board that came to do a presentation, you know, in our class. And they were like, well, if you pass the boards and you don't practice in the States for like three years or more, then we're, you're probably going to have to retake the boards. And I was like, oh, man, you know, and so I, I just decided I'm not going to do that. And, and so anyway, long story short, that all dream just kind of went out the window. It didn't work out as planned. Mm -hmm. And I came back to the States with no job and, and you ended up working overnight at a, a grocery store just to get a job and kind of get my mind back on track ended up actually failing the boards the first time. And so again, I'm like, this isn't for me. Like this is a sign. <laughs> this isn't for me. Right. Yeah. But the writing was on the wall and I, I relied quite a bit on my parents too, cause I was living with them in their basement 
you know, I didn't have a job well prior to getting the grocery uh, night stock uh, position, you know, and was just trying to figure out what to do. And, and my dad was right. He pointed out, you know, you're in this much debt. The fastest way to get you out of debt and kind of on the right track is to pass the boards, work as a physical therapist, pay off your debt, and then figure out what you want to do next. And so as much as I didn't want to, I, I went ahead and just decided to get another shot and ended up passing. And I'm really grateful that I did because I have grown to really enjoy the profession after practicing as a physical therapist, working in a, a few different settings. Um, I had worked in inpatient BRN, mostly skilled, and then a lot of home health and just really recognize that I like that one-on-one -on -one connection with people. Like like these interviews, these one-on-one -on -one connections with people or like in home settings where you're just basically one-on-one -on -one with individuals. I'm not so much a fan of the big group settings that's usually an outpatient orthopedic where everybody's on the same floor kind of doing a bunch of stuff. So through this journey, I have learned and appreciated physical therapy. And to be honest, I'm pretty grateful because I, I wouldn't be here where I am. I think it's really part of my uh, journey. So yeah. Interesting. That's, that's, that's a cool story. Um, cause it, it's always the wonder of, you know, when, when you're working with colleagues, like what's going on with their motivations. And I go back to that, that the judgment of like, you're getting out and I want to get out, but there's also that, that concept of, you know, are you doing this just because it's a, it's a nine to five? Are you doing this because you have to, or are you doing this because your parents did it? You know, like it, there's all those, those things that sort of, I wonder about, um, is there, do you feel like knowing what you know now that there's something you would want to tell yourself as a new healthcare provider? If you, if you could talk to yourself in the past. Um, I, I think yeah, one thing I would say is something I struggled with was I was working for a, a company right out of school that really didn't value, I, I felt didn't really value me. And I was putting in, they asked us to do more work and we weren't compensated for it or even recognized for it. you is you and work uh, with you on sorry kind of your goals sorry Tanner. You one, yeah, one more time go back about 10 seconds or so are you are you good you got your connection yeah it's i don't know what's happening today but it's it's a fun time for this to be going on <laughs> um so yeah i would i would tell myself to to find a you know if, you, if i'm going to work for somebody which which i am i still am find a company that's willing to invest in you and recognizes your value and supports you, right? And supports your goals and stuff. And I mean, if you find a company that, that fits all those things, you'd be surprised at like what they're willing to do. I mean, if you're interested in, in even transitioning maybe to more of a non-clinical role and those kinds of companies are often have an open door policy, shoot out some of those emails and see if they have any of these positions that maybe you can transition into because 
they want to keep you. They've already invested time in you, so why would they want to lose you? And I think it's important to find those kinds of companies. And I didn't know they were out there because my first one that I work for, like it was just like, this is what we're doing. This is what corporate says. This is how it is. There is no if, ands, or buts about it or negotiation. So I think that's what I would say because I, I, I am really happy. It's, it's still a lot of work and there's a lot going on, but I am happy being a home health therapist working for the company that I'm working for now compared to my first, the first company I was working for. So, yeah. I, I very much second your, your thought there. Uh, the, I, I'm a product manager for Medbridge now and many, many rehab professionals out there would be familiar with that. But what it means is I get to see a lot of different organizations and their structure and hierarchy and, there are definitely ones that stand out that truly do care in the face of a healthcare environment that is forcing not caring. <laughs> it's right. that there's no room for care. They still find a way to do it. And that, that support uh, I think is crucial. Uh, irrelevant of the burnout part of it, which is a major theme of, of my podcast, but it, it's, it is true. Like if, if anybody that's listening is a provider I want you to take it, take it to the bank with what Tanner just said. Um, it, it's truly vital to have that level of support that the humanizing of you as, as a practitioner. Um, Can I add something there? Yeah, Adam? please do. I, I think a, a shift in something I realized was I felt part of a team in finding that company that really valued me and supported me and invested in me. Like I had a voice and I felt more of like, we all had a group kind of mission and we're supporting each other where the other one, it really wasn't. It was just kind of like we were another number and this is just how it is. And this is how it's going to be kind of situation. So, yeah. I want to ask a little bit more about the home health part. Um, I do have a fair amount of listeners who are not providers. Um, many of which have, extremely little exposure over their entire life with the healthcare system at all. And so the concept of a home health physical therapist might be a little foreign. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that is? What does that mean? What do you do? Sure. Yeah. Um, so as a home health physical therapist, we go into people's homes and treat them in their homes for ailments. Often what happens is somebody will have you know, an ER visit or a hospitalization, um, or even sometimes, you know, have a, a joint replacement. And eventually they, they get back to their home and they're still needing some more therapy. And, you know, maybe they're struggling walking up and down some steps or they can't even do that yet in their home. And, or they're having trouble, um, you know, still with their balance and gait and, and they're still weak. So that's where we come in and, you know, as of right now, this home health service is covered by Medicare, which is a, a nice benefit. And the home health agencies will go out. You know, the nurses will actually set them up uh, first, kind of with their, their start of care. And then we'll come in after and set up a plan of care for physical therapy, set some goals, and start working on stuff. And basically, we're in kind of this middle area where... Medicare pretty much explains it to where if if you're functionally able to get to an outpatient clinic, 
then you, you probably should go to an outpatient clinic because we can't justify paying for home health services. So a lot of people in their homes, they require an assistive device. It's a taxing effort to get out of their homes, um, things like this, to where they actually qualify for home health. And, um, you know, as a, a evaluating physical therapist, it's you get pretty good at, okay, yeah, you, you definitely need some home health physical therapy or no, you're, you're just an evaluation only and, and you're getting around really good. I don't see really how we can help you here. If you feel like you need some additional therapy, outpatient uh, therapy would be the way to go. So, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, there's one question that I ask everyone in, in these interviews. Uh, the purpose of the podcast is to, is a combination of storytelling and teaching um, really leaning heavily more on the storytelling side. Uh, but so, but most, most importantly, it's about passion. I know that when I was still in clinical practice, there were a lot of situations when I had somebody in my office and I, I kept saying the same message over and over and over again to various people. And it was just not enough people knew this really important information. I needed to get it out. Um, I imagine you may have been in the same boat as well, uh, whether it's about physical therapy or not. Um, this is your chance to share something you're passionate about. What do you want others to know based on the time that you've spent as a physical therapist? Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's important for us to be fulfilled and satisfied with what we do in our lives. And many people in this profession are not. And I think to provide, you know, maybe a quick win here or give something that people can actually start doing to help them get on that path is, you know, where they, they find the passion and purpose in a, in a specific skill set. I mean, that's really the intersection where some of these directions become more clear. And to do that, you know, we're, we're able to use kind of a meta analysis uh, to keep track of, you know, our values or interactions with things in our lives. Like, for example, what's what are things that are, are filling you up and giving you positive energy and, and you get this energy or you're in these flow states that you aren't otherwise? Well, I'm going to encourage your audience, Adam, to, to create a list somewhere. I don't care what software or program or piece of paper, whatever you use, create a list, start jotting down these experiences that give you this positive, this positive energy, and also use this same, uh, you know, list to document what's draining you, what's giving you negative experiences and stressing you out and having all these negative things and keep building on this list and look at it, set a time frame to where you look at it. It can be once a month, it can be once every three or four months, it can be biannually. And what you'll notice, as I have, is there's going to be certain patterns and things that show up. And it'll become more clear to you as to, okay, okay, this over here really isn't working out for me. But over here is. And it'll give you a direction on maybe where you want to go and either what careers you want to start venturing out into or what kind of lifestyles maybe you want to. And that's that's what I want to give the audience. I think it's really important for us to kind of take advantage and take the reins of our lives and just just 
stop letting stop being passive in our lives and stop just going to these jobs that they are secure and they are great and there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else into a nine to five but you know are you are do you really feel fulfilled and are you really you know you want to wake up in the morning not necessarily every morning but you really are liking what you're doing and uh, i think we we can get into these ruts or these just kind of mundane cycles and it's just it's comfortable it's really comfortable and it's really easy and i think some issues can happen there because we aren't growing if we're really comfortable and every we're doing the same thing every day we aren't really growing and i think that's what life's about so i'm hoping that i'm i'm, I'm giving a little bit of advice or some things that i've used in the past that have helped me venture off and and i hope some of your listeners it'll help them as well i absolutely love it thank you tanner I greatly appreciate your time, willingness to share stories. Um, normally, I like to ask if there's anything that that people like to plug. I'm going to do a little bit for you. Rehab Rebels podcast is definitely worth a listen. Uh, it's it is again more stories, but I I've got a lot of value out of it myself just listening to your own. Um, where can people reach you if they have any questions about anything you share today or want to ask you about your own uh, podcast? Sure. Yeah, we are on rehabrebels.org and also Rehab Rebels podcast on Instagram. And I'm going to plug our uh, episode to Adam. I interviewed Adam on the podcast. It hasn't been released yet, but it will be. So I encourage all the listeners to head over there and listen to our episode where I get to interview Adam. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's I that was a, that was a fun experience. I I enjoyed it. It's for as much as I've told my stories, for as much as I've interviewed many people off the record just about career transitions, that's the first time that I've been in that. Um, it was good. It was really it was it was a it was a it was a cool experience. And so hopefully there's there's value out of that. Once again, I appreciate getting the chance to talk to you. Listeners. If you are a healthcare provider of any kind and you're willing to be interviewed, or if any of you have any questions you want to ask me, you can reach me at nerdhealth at gmail.com or on Twitter at nerd4health. That is nerd, the number four, health. Until next time, I ask all of you to join me in taking a little time each day to try to learn something new or grow as a person in some small way. And I'm pretty sure Tanner would agree with that one based on his last, last piece there. Signing off for today. <laughs>